Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thank you for tuning in for this Monday, October 21st, 2013. This is our 629th podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some stuff in the news. Also going to tell you about my most popular things to do on both Molokai and Lanai. These are two neighboring islands that uh, don't get a lot of attention but have so much to offer. So I thought I'd talk about that today as we get through the show. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii. We're Hawaii's experts. And you can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com. You can also just give us a call, 1-800-843-8771. Agents are standing by right now. These are locals. These are people that are born or raised here or lived here most of their lives. Going to help you plan this Hawaii vacation of yours. Give you some real sound advice. So uh, get, give us a call and we'll help you with that. And uh, make sure that you have a memorable Hawaii vacation. Well, it's been uh, kind of a weird time of year right now. Uh, we been, haven't been having trade winds the past week. And when that happens, things get kind of Miami hop up because we're going through the change of the weather season. Kind of it's like getting, a, I think, a little tad... Uh, difference in the tides we're starting to see now the north shore having high waves so you can start to sense that seasons are changing a little bit whales are being uh, spotted already so we're starting to see that happening right now in the weather department and um, a lot happening in the news you know uh, they started a service here a couple of months ago it's called uber it might be in your town i know they have it in san francisco in new york in some big cities and this is sort of a sophisticated private car service that's kind of like a taxi meets a iphone app and what happens is is you if you need a ride or you need like a cab instead of using a traditional taxi cab you use this app and it locates a black car usually either a Lincoln or a Cadillac, a high-end car, and then uh, routes it to you. And the thing about it is, with the app, you can actually see where the car is, see how long it takes you to get there. There's a social component to it, so that if you like the driver, you can say yes. You can, you know, it's a, it's kind of a pretty convenient little way to, uh, to you know, kind of replace the whole taxi cab thing. And it's been very popular in a couple of other cities. So they started it here in Honolulu. And I don't know that it's caught on that well. Um, but we used it the other day. We thought it was pretty cool. But I know that uh, others have their own questions about it, whether or not we really even need an app like that. But when you look at the bottom line, now I thought Uber was kind of cheaper than a regular cab service, but it's really not. Uh, if you compare it to other modes of transportation, including the bus or a traditional cab, it can cost up to twice as much as one of those other alternatives. Because Uber's base fare is about $7 with $3.90 per mile and $0.80 cents a minute. And a taxi starts at $3.80 and it's $3.20 a mile. And then it's an additional 53 cents a minute. So you can kind of do the math there and see that it is a bit more expensive. Uh, I haven't seen them advertising a lot. I think that they're really trying to go for the um, tourism market and the upscale market. And I think for that, I think it's uh, probably a pretty good thing. It's a good value. It's cheaper than doing a limousine. That's for sure. So if you're thinking of doing a night on the town, you want to have a really good driver for the night, this is a great way to do it, and a lot of these guys are from here and probably can help you uh, get around town. 
So that would be the positive and negatives of Uber, if you're planning on using that. Okay, so the government has been reopened, apparently, after 16 days. So that's good news for Hawaii visitors. That means that the Pearl Harbor Arizona Memorial is now open. And so all of that bottleneck that has been occurring, because people have not been able to go there, are uh, uh, breathing a sigh of relief now. Uh, Hawaii, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park says it opened the Jagger Museum. And you know, they get more than 4,000 people a day. It's already started to build up to that. Uh, same thing over on Maui. Haleakala National Park is reporting that uh, it's been you know, very busy for them. And visitors are happy that they can get up at the crack of dawn at like 3 o'clock in the morning and go all the way up to Haleakala and then bike down. A lot of businesses are happy too because they were losing revenues. If this went on much longer, you know, have a huge effect on a small business. So uh, definitely you want to check those out. You're not going to have any problem going to those attractions now. Also, Halloween is happening. Uh, you know, Halloween is a big deal in Hawaii. On uh, Maui, it's like the biggest thing of the year. It's like Mardi Gras of the Pacific over there. And over here on Oahu in the last couple of years, actually Oahu has been catching up. And there's a lot of uh, celebrations there's uh, even things like the Halloween Film Fest, which is gonna, it goes on from the 11th to the 25th. And you can catch all these special Halloween films at selected theaters. There's the Zombie Pub Crawl that's happening. Uh, well, that happened on the 18th. Uh, there's After Dark on the 25th. After After Dark on the 25th, which is a great way to uh, mingle with locals. Uh, Lopaka... Kapanui is going to be there, and also DJ uh, Davey Shindig. And it's going to also kick off the Hollabaloo concert, which is uh, the next day on the 26th. And that's a, like a block uh, costume party. And that's every year that goes off really big. So you can check out our website, hawaii-aloha.com slash blog. All of the information is there, including uh, the dates and uh, websites that you can go to. To find out more about that so uh, and, you know, check out our blog we have lots of information on our blog we we blog every day for you including this podcast once a week which we do every monday and also there's a companion podcast lucky we live 808.com get over there and check out uh, me and wade we're doing uh a great show called Lucky We Live Hawaii. We, talk, we just get off script. We talk about what it's like to live here, things that you can do here. If you want to move here, what things you need to do to prepare yourself moving here. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of information there about Hawaii and uh, especially about our tours that we do. And, you know, we do private tours. And if you'd like a private tour, we'd love to help you out with that. You can check out Aloha Bruce's Great Oahu Adventure. That's the one I do, and I take you on my, you know, my little thing. Or you if they want to do one of one of Wade's tours, he's got a waterfall tour, hiking tours, snorkeling tours, and also his famous uh, Circle Island tour that he does. And uh, it's just a great time. And we have a couple of new tours we've added. Uh, we have a Hawaii Five O tour. So if you are coming to Hawaii, you're interested in Hawaii Five O, you want to see some of the locations, I can take you there. It's $129 a person. You go in a private Jeep, minimum two people, and it's just a great time. I'll also take you over to a couple of fun foodie-type places like Hank's Hot Dogs, maybe, or Highway Inn now. We're taking folks to because it's right over there on Ala Moana Boulevard, brand-new restaurant. 
Uh, also, we're taking uh, folks to different parts of the island and uh, places that we know that you'll definitely enjoy if you're a Hawaii Five O fan, including headquarters, of course. Even go to Tantalus. There's lots of fun things we're doing on that tour. Anyway, so let's get on with our topic for today, which is my must-do picks for the island of Molokai and Lanai. And, you know, Molokai and Lanai are two out-of-islands. You know, they call them the neighbor islands. Uh, they are not as visited, mostly because of their size. I think um, for Lanai, I think a lot of people think that Lanai is just a little too expensive and that there's only two resorts there, which is true. And they're both four-season resorts, and they're both kind of high-end, five-star resorts. However, there is Hotel Molokai there, which is a little less expensive. And there still are ways to visit Lanai if you want to. There's a ferry that goes from Maui um, to Lanai. So it is possible. And, and Molokai sort of gets the same kind of rap in that um, there used to be the ranch at Molokai, which was this really great place where you used to send people. It was a really nice resort. It had lots of condos, and also it had, they had those, um, those turts, you know, those, those outdoor kind of like tent things that you could, you could get on the beach there. Um, uh, what do they call those? Gertz, turts? I forget what they call those things. And um, I, I think it's yurts. Yeah, I think that's what they call them. Anyway, these were, that was like the place to go on Molokai. It had a good, strong reputation. Uh, we would book people more in those days, only because of that resort. And then there were some condos nearby there that we used to also sell. But those, I think, got sold or something, and then they stopped selling those. And there were just less and less choices for people to stay because... One of the things I have found being in the travel industry is that people want to be, you know, they want to be able to have some good accommodations that they can, especially if they go to a place that they've never heard of or they can't rough it at all. And there's a bit of that that I think you have to do when you go to Molokai. However, there is uh, Hotel Molokai now, which I think is doing a great job. And the folks at Aqua have put together a nice, uh, you know, they did some renovations at a property there. It's decent. It's clean. Uh, it's a nice hotel. And it's one of those places that, you know, you want to get, it's, it's probably the most Hawaiian of, of, of any of the islands. So uh, let's talk about that. You know, uh, there's uh, lots of must-dos that I can recommend, um, you know, uh, on either of the islands. And let's start off with talking about Lanai. Or I guess I should be saying Lanai. I have my friend Lanai. I always call him. I talk to him a lot. So I've been getting into the habit of saying Lanai instead of Lanai, which is the proper pronunciation of that beautiful island. And uh, the first one is the Monroe Trail. This is a trail that I recommend dry. It's a, one of the most beautiful scenic drives you can take over on Lanai. And you can do it either in a Jeep or a rental car on your own. You can also bike it. You can, you can you know, do it by foot if you want. And it has some of the most beautiful views and uh, vistas, uh, sweeping vistas that you can find over there. And you're going to pass through kind of a little bit of everything. You've got, you'll go through some uh, rainforests. Uh, you'll, you'll go through some ironwood. You'll see eucalyptus and uh, pine tree forests. And then you can swing around and you'll be seeing these beautiful canyon views. So... Um, you can actually see the other islands from there. You can see Molokai and uh, Ko'olawe from there. So it's pretty spectacular. Another thing is the dolphins at uh, Hulupo Bay. 
and also over there by uh, Sweetheart Rock. And this is kind of a protected bay right near Manelli Bay. And I've been there a couple of times. And every time I'm just amazed at how many dolphins are just hanging out swimming there. You're not supposed to be really swimming with those dolphins, but you can't really avoid them. They're, they're just popping up everywhere. It's just a great place for really swimming and snorkeling. And it's, you know, pretty expansive sand of, uh, you know, a, a beach there that you'll find. And there's some nice tide pools there. It's just, you know, a gorgeous place. It's one of my favorite places, I think, in all of the islands right there. There's also great horseback riding there. They have a stable and a ranch there. And they take you through the pineapple fields. You go kind of local Paniolo style. Paniolo is cowboy in Hawaiian. And they've got a great guide there. And they're going to offer you a lot of information about the history and the cultural culture there and it really kind of is an off the beaten path type of experience their horseback riding there also definitely the best snorkeling and diving i think also in the islands has to be the cathedrals it's really for experienced scuba diving uh people i have never been on it but i have heard nothing but amazing stories from folks who've been down there and people that have taken pictures pictures down there and they got their name because the light shines through these like natural like lava holes and it looks like you know light is shining through kind of like stained glass panes like church windows if you will like a cathedral so if when you're down there it kind of has this you look up and you can it looks like you know you're in heaven underwater or something like that uh, also molokai it also has equally as many unique things to do there you know i i have put people up first of all just to go back to lanai for a second i've, I've had people stay on lanai and to me uh i mean for them it was the best experiences that they ever had including with kids sometimes people shy away from lanai because they think there's not enough to do for kids there's a lot of stuff to do for kids there by the way as well so if you want more information about planning a lanai trip uh, we definitely have the resources and can help you do that including lanai tabura who lives there from the great food truck race will do tours there for you if you want anyway Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Molokai a little bit because it's also very unique. It has a lot of unique characteristics. It's you know kind of an authentic old Hawaii field, and it's secluded. It's timeless. Lots of Hawaiian culture and lifestyle, um, but it offers a lot for you to do. There's lots of day- daytime tours more so than on Lanai. And it has fishing and cultural activities. There's shopping. There are more things to do there if you know how to do it. Uh, but like I mentioned at the outset of the program, um, Molokai doesn't have a whole lot of choices for hotels. So it's not a place where you're going to try and get a resort experience. What I would recommend doing is getting there and getting very involved in some of these very unique activities, including Kalapapa. That's a national historic park. Uh, people might know it for Father Damien, who was put into sainthood recently he um it was a place where people used to go who had leprosy it was kind of a, it was actually a leper colony um people also called it uh, i think hansen diseases i don't know if hansen disease and leper leprosy were the same thing but i think they were and it's really pretty an amazing thing and probably very moving for those folks who are uh, it's, who are catholic you know we've had people that we've we you can take day tours we can get you on a day tour on a plane and go to kalapapa from oahu if you need to as well also um 
Papuhaku Beach also has to be known uh, as one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. It's a three-mile stretch of beach. There's um, soft sand there and plenty of space there. You're not going to see a whole lot of tourists there. It's a beautiful view there. You can actually see Oahu. And it's probably, and I think it is, Hawaii's largest white sand beach. And you can just spend the whole day there relaxing. There are really so many beautiful wonders there on Molokai, including Halava Valley. That's the place for waterfalls. They have a double-tiered 250-foot waterfall there. It's called Mo'ula Falls. And when you sit there and you look at that, it's something that just blows your mind. And it's about a two-mile hike to get there, so it's not too bad. And you actually go through a rainforest to get there. And the actual drive to Halava Valley is itself a beautiful drive and and an adventure. Uh, You can pass through, uh, I mean, you will pass through Hawaii fish ponds and amazing vistas and just valleys that you look out on. I mean, it's amazing how vast and beautiful Molokai is. So you'll definitely enjoy that. Um, Also, uh, the town of Kanakakai, which is probably unlike any place you've ever been to, I would say. There's no traffic lights. It's very quiet and simple. It's a little community. And it's pretty much, uh, you know, only one of everything. In other words, you know, you're only going to find one coffee shop, one clothing boutique, one pizza place, one of it. You got one of everything there. There's one theater, you know, so so it's just, um, you know, very small town. And uh, there's the Kanakakai Harbor which is a great place, by the way, to watch a sunset. You can just sit there, and it's, it's just amazing. And it's you know kind of going to take you back to a very simpler, more peaceful way of life. And it's a great way. It's a great getaway. So I highly recommend both of these islands as uh, getting them in your plans if you're going to be coming to Hawaii. So hopefully that helps you with some of your decisions. Of course, give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. We'd love to help you plan your Hawaii vacation, no matter what stage you're in. I'm sure we can uh, give you some advice and help you uh, make your trip more memorable, including some of our exclusive tours. Make sure you check them out as well. Well, that's going to wrap it up. I want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget we do this every Monday. Uh, In between then, you can check out our videos at Mr. Bruce One on YouTube. Also, just by going to hawaii-aloha.com, that's the one place you can get everything that we're doing. All right, that wraps it up. For my beautiful wife, Yao Ling, for all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'll say aloha and mahalo.